Hi, and welcome to Public Speaking with me, David Murray. This is a show about communicating with confidence. Every episode, I share with you tools and techniques to help you to communicate with confidence, or I interview a special guest who talks about how communication shapes what they do and how they do it. If you head over to my website, here's the address, davidalamurray.com, you'll find details on how you can join me for one-to-one coaching and sign up for my face-to-face or online programs. In today's episode, I delve into my podcast show archives and speak to breast cancer surgeon Isabella Carrar, who speaks about an important communication skill called listening. And before we get there, if you enjoy today's show, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to click subscribe and share it with anyone who you think would benefit from listening. So without further ado, let's begin to communicate with confidence. You're listening to the Public Speaking with David Murray podcast. To find out more, you can visit me at davidallenmurray.com. When you talk, you are only repeating what you already know. But if you listen, you may learn something new. It was none other than a Dalai Lama who shared this brilliant piece of wisdom. And think about that for a moment. If you're always doing the talking, you're never hearing a different perspective on things. Think about conversations you've had with friends or colleagues at work. Are you the one who's always doing the talking? How often are you fully listening to what people are saying? Think about conversations you have. When someone is asking you a question, I wonder if you're thinking about how to respond, working out whether or not you agree with what the person is saying, itching to get a word in because you really want them to hear what you have to say. Do you ever do that? If you do, are you really fully listening to what people are saying to you? I think the ability to listen and fully listen is a very important communication skill to have. But you don't need to take my word for it, because today I thought I would share with you some insights from Isabella Carrar, who I interviewed for episode 32 of my podcast show, Communication Skills for Sensitive Conversations. Isabella is a breast cancer surgeon and looks after women who require daycare surgery or more complex treatment. Have a listen to her talk about empathy and the importance of being heard and understood, and why it's important to engage your non-verbal and verbal skills when communicating with someone, and how listening is the most important part of establishing empathy with others and allowing people to share their story, so that they feel that they've been listened to and heard. Let's have a listen to what she had to say. You talked about empathy there, and that's something that's that's a transferable skill, probably for, for I think for anybody in any profession, even personally or professionally. And you talked about verbal and nonverbal skills. Is there any, any way you could sort of share some light in terms of a little bit more information about what that what those things look like? Well, to a patient um, or to anybody really, empathy is the experience of being heard and understood. So that can be done through adopting appropriate body language, 
voice tone, vocabulary, maybe listening, summarising their story back to them. Listening is probably the most important part of empathy because when someone butts in or wants to ask you questions too quickly before you've had your story told about your symptoms or about whatever it is that's bothering you, if you're not listened to and heard, then people don't feel that you are empathic. And we say that that's very different to sympathy, which is where you're acknowledging something being bad for the other person, but you're not really listening and understood how bad it could be for them in that yeah. moment. When diagnosing people or trying to understand what's wrong with them, just by listening to them for a minute or a minute and a half, in fact, by the end of that short, which we call the golden minute, you often know what's wrong with the patient and which direction you need to head in, even before you've even examined them. Uh, so part of establishing a relationship is not to interrupt them. Yep. Um, if they seem to have drawn a blank or look like that they have come to a dead end, inviting them to speak more just say is there anything else that you think I should know and often mm. that will get you to your minute or minute and a half where you've got mm. everything that you need yeah but it all starts with the body language you need to be smiling have good eye contact look interested it's not just about asking the questions leaning forward in the chair mirroring their body language um so yes certainly failure to listen is the biggest crime I think have a listen to Isabella share the importance of giving people the opportunity to talk, tell their story and how the communication techniques that she uses are applicable beyond the medical profession and can be used by everyone to be more effective when they communicate. Let's have a listen to what she says. If I can go back a little bit just to understand a little bit more about something that you said. You mentioned the golden minute now. I know that people will be listening wondering, well, what's what's that and why is it important? Perhaps you can share a little bit more about the golden minute, please. Well, the golden minute might not be a medical term, but certainly on the, let's say, the courses that I've been on, which tries to improve communication skills, the golden minute is essentially the minute where the interviewer says nothing. So they start off the process with a question and they have to bite their tongue, resist the urge to clarify resist the urge to have follow-up questions, resist all of that and, button, and butting in. And you have to just not speak. Okay. And the longer you can do that, the better. Okay. So it's often said that the ability to tell your story, if you're someone who's being interviewed or being heard, yeah. is very important. And doctors, certainly as I do, have the urge to interrupt quickly. You're, you're rushed for time. You want to get to a diagnostic series of questions. But in fact... We're trying to teach ourselves that um, it's not within our power, actually, to make that the most effective experience. It's the patient who, mm. or the person. So failure to listen can lead to perceptions, assumptions, feeling of being rushed, and then you lose your nonverbal skills if, you're, if you've moved into that sort of phase of mentality, if you're yeah, away from the golden minute. I can imagine. And, and it's, it's a good kind of learning for us already, is that certainly in our day-to-day -day conversations, what we normally do is we, we're kind of maybe judging what people are saying in our heads and kind of formulating our response before we've actually fully listened. So it's important to give people an opportunity to actually talk and genuinely listen to what they've got to say before feeling that you need to, to respond. Yes. So don't underestimate the importance of developing your listening skills to be an even more effective communicator. And who knows, you may even learn something new. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to click subscribe 
and share it with anyone who you think would benefit from listening. You can head over to my website at davidalamari.com and join me for one-to-one coaching and sign up for my face-to-face or online public speaking programs. Thanks for listening and keep communicating with confidence. If you'd like to find out more, you can visit me at davidalamari.com.